You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's 11 o'clock at night. It's dark. You're sitting in front of the mirror getting ready for bed. There's nobody else in the house. You see something move in the corner of your eye. You glance to your right, but you don't see anything. Another minute goes by, and you think you see movement again. So you slowly turn to your left, but again, the room is empty. You turn back around, and staring you face to face in the mirror is a cat. You jump back, because you don't have a cat, and there's no cat in the room. But there he is, staring at you in the mirror. Welcome to Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week, we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Now, step into the supernatural world of pets with your Paranormal Pets ghostly host, our ghost host. Welcome to Paranormal Pets at PetLifeRadio.com. This is Brandy Stark, and I'm your hostess for this show. Today's show is actually quite interesting and one that I think a lot of people will find universally appealing because it deals with animals and health. We're going to be speaking with Becca, who is a medium, and she is going to talk to us about how animals can sense illness, how they can help illness and help heal people through a variety of methods. So this will be a, kind of a universal show for everybody because I think we've all been touched by illness at one time or another, and we've certainly had pets there to help us through it. But first, we need to pause for a couple of announcements, and then we'll be right back. Now, time for something really scary. A word from our sponsors. Paranormal pets will reappear before you can say Bigfoot. Don't run away. Pawfume Dog Grooming and Finishing Spray is proud to be a new sponsor of Pet Life Radio. Pawfume Super Long Lasting Sprays are available in four unique fragrances. Each Pawfume spray is fortified with the finest conditioners and detanglers to make combing out your dog more fun. Pawfume retails for only $2 per 6-ounce bottle. Pawfume is available nationwide at all Dollar General and Family Dollar stores. Why pay more to have your dog smell great? Pawfume, P-A-W-F-U-M-E. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host Pia Silvani teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to TeachersPetSessions.com. 
Hi, this is Pia Silvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. TeachersPetSessions.com When you're looking to add a pet into your life, consider adopting a homeless animal from your local shelter or rescue group. Whether you want a kitten, puppy, or a more mature pet, a purebred or a -a one-of-a-kind mixed breed, even a rabbit or hamster, your shelter has the best selection of animals anywhere, all screened for good health and behavior. PetLifeRadio.com presents Take Me Home with your host, Susan Daffron. Join us each week as we showcase wonderful pets, tell stories, and even throw some pet education into the mix. So get ready to find out why the pet adoption option can be a great way to add a furry companion into your life. Take me home every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Did you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host. Welcome back to Paranormal Pets. Today, my guest is Becca, who is a gifted psychic medium with 10 years of study and practice in the art of divination. She was raised in a gifted family, and her abilities began developing at a very young age, uh, around six, when her mother had her use psychometry on a picture of Stephen King. Now, that's going to be an interesting story. She was brought up in a way that rapidly developed her abilities, not only with clairsentience, but clairvoyance and clairaudience. So these are three different types of clairvoyant abilities, seeing, hearing, and general knowledge, I believe. Uh, Becca often gave readings in her junior high school cafeteria to perfect her skills as a reader, and she continued to do this through high school. When she was 16, she received her Usha Reiki Master Teacher Award and began to branch out into other fields. So she studies and practices remote viewing astral travel, guided meditation, energy cleansings, uh, chakra, and energy meridian healings and realignment. So, Becca, you've got quite a bit of experience. (laughs) Yeah, I do. You know, like it says in my bio, I was raised in a gifted family, so it really gave me a head start. Oh, I can Uh, imagine. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, we did that Stephen King thing like I was talking to you about, and, um, you know, that was interesting. I was six, and and um, my mother showed me the back of a book. I didn't know who it was at the time. Um, but she said, you know, tell me what you feel. And so I started talking about kids. And, you know, I was feeling um, a little woozy and all of that. And it turned out to be one of the um, books he had written while he was going through his alcoholic period. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so that's what started the uh, clairsentience, which means clear feeling. Um, you know, animals actually often use that ability with their owners. Um, you know, if you've ever been sick or anything like that, you know how the animal, like, sticks by you? Yeah. You know, they, yeah, and, you know, that's what these animals do. They, the studies that I've seen have shown that, you know, animals stay in mainly theta state, mm-hmm. which is where, you know, psychic ability can occur. And that's why they're really good for predicting, you know, storms. Um, you know, they had a tsunami. All the animals knew to leave, you know, right. days before it happened. Well, I always tell folks that if all of my animals line up at the door, uh, I'm going to follow them out. <laughs> I mean, that, that is a pretty exactly. general rule. And I have, uh, actually, there was a, a, 
Lake Okeechobee in Florida actually withdrew from the riverbanks. There was some sort of very strange weather anomaly, uh, and a hurricane actually, I believe, was what what partially caused this in the the early part of the 19th century, uh, excuse me, the 20th century. And essentially, what was really interesting is that the Native Americans in the area knew to follow the animals. The animals actually started to leave the Everglades, and so you're quite correct. There is that that sensing and that connection. So that works in healing. Exactly. You know, a lot of times when you have an animal in the home, they'll gravitate towards the person who's sick. Um, Part of the reason why a lot of Reiki practitioners believe this is so is because they believe that animals are natural channels for universal energy, universal healing energy. Is there a reason why they're uh, universal channels? I mean, is there is there something unique about animals that allows them to do this? Well, I think that part of it is, again, being able to be in theta state all the time. You know, when you see Reiki practitioners, a lot of times they go into a trance-like state when they're channeling universal energy, and that is the theta state, you know, okay. that they're trying to achieve. So animals are constantly in the state, which, what does the, the theta state mean? Well, okay. For example, you or I, okay, on an average day, we're usually in beta state. And that means, you know, aware, we're conscious of everything. Alpha state, that's um, relaxed meditation state, you know, it's kind of where you're semi-conscious, you know, you know what's going on around you, but yet you're reaching, you know, you may be tapping more into your subconscious. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with theta state, it's like a trance. You're out of it, you know, you're not aware of things around you all of the time but you have the psychic ability. A lot of people who have been tested for psychic abilities have shown theta states when they're trying to channel. I think I remember when John Edwards was still popular, I think I remember seeing that he would he had actually been tested and they put on the uh, EEG and everything else and that he did show mm-hmm. uh, those enhanced brain waves, uh, exactly. which apparently is fairly unusual in humans. It is. It's hard for us to achieve. And I think part of it is because, you know, we block ourselves so much. It's kind of like a fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. You know, and so a lot of us don't try to reach that other level. A lot of us, when we become sensitive to spirits or, you know, illnesses or things around us and we have those psychic experiences, we pull away, you mm-hmm. know, out of fear. And Which I animals think, you know, don't. Animals don't. They don't know any different. Okay. You know, the minute they're born, they have that ability. You know, That's... it's kind of like with me. When I was born, I had the ability, so I never pulled away. I never knew to do that. You know, animals, they're consistent in that, um, in that state. They don't know any different, so they don't know how to change it. That is interesting. I hadn't really thought about that. And you even mentioned that they are connected emotionally. So uh, I know I have pugs. I have lots of pugs. And the pugs, I've always said, I've had other, and I, I don't know how to say this appropriately, but I've had other dogs. And dogs are dogs. <laughs> Pugs are pugs. And one thing that I have noticed is that I think as a breed, pugs are very emotionally in tune to their owners. They're very social, and they're very much in tune with what's going on with with their humans. And so how do animals help in that sense? How do they get in tune emotionally, and and how can they help heal us? Well, you know, as I said earlier, when you have an animal next to you, and they're next to you consistently, you know, when you're sick, they are trying to help you. You know, with them... Um, they do form the emotional attachments, but again, there's that psychic ability. You know, with us as humans, when we talk in words, we also talk in pictures in our mind. Mm-hmm. And animals pick up on that. You know, a lot of times when we get sick, you know, our body chemistry will actually change. Animals can sense that as well. Um, they're very, very sensitive to energies. When you have an animal, again, I'm going back to Reiki. When you have an animal getting a Reiki treatment, mm-hmm. they know when they want you to stop. Okay. You know, they'll walk away from you. It's, it's the funniest thing. When I've done Reiki on animals, they'll just up and walk away and say, okay, that's enough, <laughs> you know? Okay. But they'll use that same ability, that same energy, because they're so attuned to the energy itself that when you have animals 
say, lay on, you know, a shoulder that's hurting you or, you know, on, say, your pelvic's hurting you, they'll gravitate towards those areas. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, a lot of times you'll see them with cats, they'll lay their paws on you or they'll lay their belly over you, you know, or somehow try and be around that area so that they can give you the healing that they, that you need through the use of this universal energy. Okay. And so that's part of Reiki, right? Because you've mentioned that a couple times. Can you tell us a little bit about that concept and, and how that works? Okay. Uh, Reiki was actually originally, how do I put this? I don't want to say found, but um, uh, people learned originally to channel the Reiki energy or um, the universal energy. In Japan, um, Dr. Usui was the one who first developed uh, some of the techniques we use today. You know, and basically, how do I put it? Any way, okay, with animals and with humans alike, we've always kind of had the ability to self-heal. It's kind of like, you know, instinctively when we cut our thumb, we grab our thumb. Okay. You know, and we want it to heal. We want it to be okay. And it's funny because the pressure actually helps to heal the hands. Well, with, with Reiki energy, it's, it's the same kind of concept. Our hands, as Reiki practitioners, will go where the pain is. You don't even have to say it. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, it's because it's just drawn there. Reiki energy is intelligent energy. Again, it was developed, or the techniques for harnessing it was developed by Dr. Usui. You know, and uh, there's, oh my God, I don't even know, millions of practitioners out there today. And it's done on both animals and people. You That's know, And it's uh, hands-on healing. Excellent. Now, when an animal comes and, and tries to help heal us, is there any negative effect to them? Because sometimes I've heard about energy transference. Does it negatively affect the animal, or is it because they're so in tune that energy transference, they don't run out of energy, or how does that work? Well, you know, I think that there is. I think sometimes, you know, when you have people living in the home with you, it's the same kind of thing as having animals live in the home with you. If you're running around and you're upset in your house and you have kids or, you know, a husband or a wife or roommates or whatever, they'll pick up on that and they'll kind of mimic, okay? They, they pick up on that energy. It permeates everything. Animals do the same thing, okay. you know? So, granted, if they're trying to heal your pelvic, their pelvic may not hurt, but as far as emotionally goes, yeah, they'll, they'll kind of act out what you're feeling because they are so sensitive to it. So what should we do if an animal's trying to help us? Is there anything that we can do to aid this process? Well, I think the best thing that we can do is if an animal's trying to help us, you know, don't try and push the animal away. Don't try and push them off. Find yourself a comfortable place because most likely they'll follow you wherever you go. Find yourself a comfortable place like a couch or a bed. Relax, you know, lay back. If you want, fall asleep. Just let them do what they're going to do. You know, because this is something that they've been doing for a very, very long time. And they know how the process works and what they need to do in order to accomplish it. So like I said, just lay back and relax and let it happen. You know, animals are such a great source of comfort. I mean, they have therapy dogs, you know. And even that, in the way that they provide companionship, have shown that that helps healing. Just having them there and in your presence will help you to heal. Well, that's kind of like uh, the programs in which uh, people will take their pets to nursing homes and things like that. And you can actually see how the people respond and how happy they are to see those animals. And it is actually part, as I recall, it's part of therapy. It is. It's an outreach. And I know uh, when I first started teaching, I started teaching at a, a place that dealt with developmentally uh, challenged adults. And I actually had, because it was, it was an art studio as well, so it was a little more relaxed than your typical uh, educational setting. And I was actually allowed to bring my pugs in on occasion. 
and uh, they would actually do pug related art but they loved it i mean it was you know the pugs were just delighted and it, it was interesting to see how both sides really interacted it was really neat and i think it really is something that lifts spirits oh it is it is i know a lot of people enjoy it you know they don't do it so much with cats you know but uh you know, when you bring a dog into, you know, an area where people are sick, whether it be a child cancer ward or a nursing home, you know, you can see them light up. You can see the person light up, and, and it's just amazing to watch. But, you know, the physical presence alone will give patients comfort. And, um, you know, there's been a couple of cases where people who, I don't want to say, they're sick and stuff, and they, they just can't move around. But the minute that that dog goes in through the door, they're trying. You know what I mean? They're pushing themselves to move and be able to make contact with that animal, and it's amazing just to watch how, you know, the patients react. Well, it was kind of interesting, too, that you mentioned that people don't bring cats. Do you think there's a type of animal that's more sensitive and more attuned into, to humans, or are there animals that are better able to heal humans than others? Well, you know, they say that the bigger the animal, the actually, um, the less often they're in theta states. So, you know, with dogs and cats, especially smaller dogs like pugs or, um, you know, cats, I don't think that there's any particular attuned better to, you know, a person's emotion or physical well-being. However, I find with cats that they have an innate quality to them when it comes to physical illness. You know, I do a lot of what I call energy cleansings, which is, you know, um, cleaning out the chakra system and rebalancing energy. And I have four cats. One of them in particular, she loves to be, whenever I'm working with the Reiki, she loves to be up on the table with my client. Mm -hmm. And she'll actually stand next to areas where there are pains or areas where there are issues, you know, and try and put hands on them, try and put a pause on them and everything else. And, you know, my patients will be like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, you know. You know, I've been hurting there for so long or, you know, I can't understand why that doesn't, you know, heal or, you know, things like that. So the animal will actually point out issues. The other thing is, too, is animals are protective of their owners. You know, you have to pay attention. If you're with your animal, mm -hmm. I always say, you know, if my cats don't like you, most likely there's something going on because, Interesting. you know, well, yeah, because you'll see dogs in particular, they're very protective. And, you know, I had a friend who actually had one dog and it was a bigger dog, but he would get in between her and, you know, somebody he didn't approve of and it would be off the energy, you know, oh, and oh. although she didn't believe him 100% all the time, something would happen later down the road. Either she would get messed over by the person or, you know, turned out they were lying about something or they just weren't, you know, 100% great people. Now, that is pretty interesting. And actually, I'd like to kind of pick up with that theme uh, in just a moment because we need to pause one more time for uh, a few announcements. But when we get back, I think it's kind of interesting. Why do we still reject animals and their sensitivity? So maybe we'll pick up with that thread in just a moment. Now, time for something really scary. A word from our sponsors. Paranormal pets will reappear before you can say... Bigfoot. Don't run away. Give your dog some thought. With Dog Thoughts, it's the iPhone application that everyone's talking about. Hey, what do you think of this? A man in Davis, California says he's invented an application for the iPhone that claims it can read your dog's mind. Huh? No, it's true. I read about it on my cat's Twitter page. That's why. 
Jay Leno talked about it, CBS reported on it, and now you can see what all the buzz is about. Created just for dog lovers, Dog Thoughts makes taking photos of your furry best friend more fun. Shake your dog and read his mind. On your iPhone, of course. Take a pic of your pup, shake your phone, and watch as his thoughts appear on the screen. Does he have a bone to pick with you, or is he having a tail-wagging day? Get your Dog Thoughts iPhone app today. Just 99 cents. Go to PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. That's PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. Greetings, human. What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Want to know what cats like to eat for breakfast? Mice Krispies, of course. Learn everything there is to know about cats on Catitude with your host, Tom Dock. Each week, we'll spotlight a cool cat breed, give up-to-date advice on cat health, and check out spiffy new cat products. So curl up on the couch every week for a perfectly enjoyable time on Catitude. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. PetLifeRadio.com Did you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host. Okay, and welcome back. Today's guest is Becca, who is talking about animals and healing. And we were talking about how animals are able to pick up on other people in that protective element. And you were actually mentioning that you had a friend that had a dog that would block people off uh, that he did not approve of. I take it he was pretty much always right. Uh, I'm kind of curious as to why you think humans, I mean, we trust our pets. We live with them. They sleep with us. We're pretty vulnerable when it comes to animals. And yet it's always interesting that we don't always trust their judgment. So do you think there's a reason for that? You know, I think sometimes it's just we may not pay enough just attention to them. You know, um, a lot of complaints... I work as an animal communicator as well, and a lot of complaints that I get is, you know, I don't get enough attention. You know? okay. So we may not just be picking up on it. We may just not notice it. A lot of times with, um, with humans, it's, you know, what's in our current life right now? What's our focus? You know, we, our brains are so busy. You know, we can't notice the little things. You know, and that's why a lot of times with animals, they have to get obvious, like with this dog. Mm-hmm. You know, he got right in between the owner and the other person and, you know, did so on consecutive times where it was somebody that he didn't like. 
you know, and he let the owner know, but he had to do it in a way that could not be denied, mm-hmm. you know, by keeping the owner and person separate. That is actually fairly interesting, and I think it's it's sometimes a little bit funny with pets with that they want more attention. Uh, I don't know. I think with pugs, it's just an endless, I want more attention. I mean, I think I live here 24-7 and just feed them hamburgers, and they would want more attention, but... <laughs> You know, I, I think that is interesting, and maybe that's part of that state of mind. You know, they really enjoy your companionship, and they want your attention. And when you like something, you want more, you know? Excellent. Now, does this work in the reverse? Can humans have a healing effect on animals? Oh, very much so. Very much so. You know, with animals, they thrive off of love. It, again, you talk about attention, but, you know, it's more the love aspect. When we see an animal, whether they be hurt or just cute or, you know, even some of them are even just ugly, but we just, we are so drawn to them. And there's so much love energy for them that that alone, you know, will help to heal them and keep them in a positive frame of mind. You know, it's like with animals a lot of times, especially with cats, the age of, you know, typical age of death is like in their 20s. You know, my grandmother loved her cat so much and would give her attention all of the time. That cat lived till she was almost 30. Oh, wow. That's yeah, incredible. I know. And the thing is, is that's what they live off of. That's what their energy is. It's just this love energy. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you get animals who are, you know, who have been traumatized, who have been, you know, abused and everything. And one of the biggest things that you can do is just give them the attention, give them that reaffirmation, Mm -hmm. you know, because when you have an animal come to you that's hurt or abused or, you know, has taken on so much of your stuff that, you know, they can't heal, giving them that love energy, that time, you know, petting them, you know, imagining, this is going to sound a little weird, visualizing coming from your hands just to scream like love energy, this healing energy, you know, while you're petting them, going into them. I mean, that will help them to be able to heal on their own. Actually, it, believe it or not, it doesn't sound that strange because I, uh, one of my pugs is Odyssey, and he was diagnosed three and a half years ago with terminal cancer, and uh, he's still with me. And part of that is, well, one, I, I had a Buddhist healing ceremony, and I had him you know, on the list of, of prayer, if you will. But the mm-hmm. other was, and I, I do think this was something that he responded to you know, the intention and the devotion, and you know, everybody really cared for him. And I actually did do uh, something as what you're describing, which is the envisioning. Uh, I actually, uh, I envision golden light and green light, you know, kind of going into him and filling him up. And, uh, you know, I think maybe it's just a combination of all those elements that, that have helped him to beat the odds of a, you know, second most terminal cancer in canines. That is actually really interesting. And, and sometimes I find it so fascinating that animals just really respond to love. That is wonderful. What are some signs of an animal trying to heal us? I mean, what can we look for directly? Okay, well, if they don't budge from your side, okay? Like I said earlier, animals often gravitate towards people who are sick. You may not even know you're going to get sick, Mm -hmm. okay? You may not be feeling anything at this point, but if that animal sticks near you, okay, Mm -hmm. for, say, a few days in a row, there's something going on. They're trying to warn you of something. Okay. Okay? Another thing is if they're constantly looking at you, they may not have to be next to you. If they're constantly looking at you, you know, crying at you, barking at you, if there's something that seems like they're setting them off or they're acting in a weird way, mm-hmm. okay, towards you, not looking up the corners of the walls or, you know, up the stairs or whatever, but at you, then there's something going on. Okay. okay? If they try and stick next to you and put themselves on you, if they're obsessed with putting themselves on you, mm-hmm. then there might be something going on there that they're trying to help. Now, it doesn't always have to be physical. It can also be emotional. If you're going through an emotionally rough period where you're stressed out, you know, Stress is one of the leading causes of illness. 
Mm-hmm. So these animals will actually try and take on that negative energy um, and get rid of it for you. Okay. So it's not always physical. It could be emotional as well. It's interesting. Should we try to de-stress ourselves to help our animals? I mean, I know that meditation and all that helps, but is that a secondary reason as well? Definitely. I think that, um, you know, the more we can keep our stress levels down, not only will it help us, but I think it will help the animals as well. You know, like I said, I live with four cats, you know, so when I stress out, oh my gosh, this house becomes a madhouse. It really, really does. All the animals feel it. They know. And so they react accordingly. And if they don't have a way to get out that energy, then they themselves will end up becoming sick. Interesting. Now, do you have a a story or an example, and this will be kind of our conclusion, but where you've actually seen an animal directly involved with the healing that you can tell us? Definitely. Definitely I do. I have, um, there was a patient, or rather a person that I had come into my office, and um, she actually had breast cancer and she came to me it was after she had had her mastectomy and she was going through yet another bout of cancer this time it was believe in her colon anyway i had my animal stevie my cat um the one who likes to be on the massage table when i'm doing the energy (laughs) stuff um she actually would not leave the woman's bottom area she would not she refused to leave and so our hour was up and i said to her i said I'm going to have to kick Stevie off. And the woman kept saying, I feel so hot. I feel so hot. So I left Stevie on for about another 15 minutes, and the woman got up and she left. We had her come back two days later. She did it again. Well, when she went back to her doctor's, you know, a couple days after that, most of the cancer had gone. Really? Yeah, it was the weirdest thing. It was the coolest thing, you know, and that's not the first time I've heard that. I have people you know, who email me all the time about how their animal has helped them either get over a cold or, you know, um, have some serious illness. They also help people to transition as well. You mm-hmm. know, when they're about ready to go, mm-hmm. there was this one thing about Oscar the cat. I don't know if anybody's heard about this, but um, down in Providence, Rhode Island, and he worked in a nursing home, and he actually used to predict people's death. I remember that. That made the Internet, actually. It did. It did. It made the Internet. It made it over in the U.K., everywhere. Anyway, so this cat would predict people's death. Well, there were quite a few people out there in the uh, community, you know, the paranormal pet community, who thought that maybe this animal was not just helping them, you know, pass over, but helping them cross to the other side, you know, instead of just being a comfort for them while they're going, that maybe he was helping them cross. Because cats have, um, you know, throughout mythology, represented a way to the underworld. They have always kind of had that type of role, you know, so... Cats, animals in particular, doesn't really matter. I mean, they do so much for us. Besides just giving us physical and emotional support, they give us so much healing and so much love that they can do so much for us. It's just amazing what they can do. Actually, I just find this absolutely amazing because it's just interesting to hear your perspective and and how these things have happened. And I do find it interesting as well that, uh, you know, sometimes I think animals might know better for us, but we just don't listen. So, you know, maybe just taking the time to observe how your your pets react. And I I just think it's amazing that they can warn us of these things if we pay attention. So maybe you're right. Maybe animals do want more attention and that might be why. They're probably trying to tell us how to take care of ourselves. Well, if people want to know more about this, how can they contact you or how can they do research on it? Oh, sure. Um, Actually, it's really easy to find on a lot of the uh, Reiki websites out there. They talk about, in some capacity, animal healing. So if you just go to Google or something and put in Reiki or animals in Theta, 
That's mm-hmm. T-H-E-T-A. You'll come up with uh, many different websites and many different resources regarding animal healings and um, how the animal mind works in theta state. As far as getting in touch with me, you can go to beccathepsychic.com or email me at beccathepsychic at AOL.com. You know, and all my information's on there and what I do and how I do it. Well, that is, that's actually really neat. And I haven't met somebody with uh, such a, a wide variety of really interesting skills. I mean, the astral travel, I mean, heck, that would be a show in and of itself. Just, <laughs> just really, really interesting. Is there one final statement that you would like to leave with the audience uh, when it comes to animal healing? Is there one overarching idea behind it? You know, I think most importantly, it's pay attention to the little things when it comes to your animals. You know, they give off a lot of little cues as to um, how they're feeling and how what they're thinking. It's really important that you pay attention and look for those little cues because they could be warning you of something really big coming and you'd never know it. Excellent. And that's not just physical, that's emotional and that's uh, relationship-wise and Everything. even... Excellent. Well, I will, uh, I'll have to let the pugs know I'm going to pay more attention now and see what they do. It has just been really, really delightful to have you on this show. I'm just really glad that we got everything worked out and had you on. As we conclude, basically, I just want to remind folks to continue supporting Animal Rescue. And there's all sorts of uh, animals out there. I, of course, will always plug Pug Rescue or Pug Rescue of Florida if you're in this state. Uh, rescues are a wonderful way to find new friends. And uh, heck, not only find new friends, but maybe keep yourself healthy. You save them and you save yourself. It works out really, really well. It's kind of a karmic connection there too. If you are interested in more paranormal investigations or uh, the paranormal aspect, you're welcome to check out the Spirits of St. Petersburg, which is www.spiritsofstpetersburg.com. And I certainly thank you for listening. And I hope that this has been as beneficial for you as it has been for me. Thank you so much. Pet Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Step into the supernatural world of pets every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.